This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Oh, touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Of course, it is a Tuesday here at the Star in Frisco. A Saturday for the, or is it a Friday here? Friday. See, all my days are off. Friday here for the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to play on Thursday. Now we have to break some news. Jason Witten is now the head coach of the University of Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Making sure everyone is listening and paying attention because we will have some real news here. But Mickey's shaking his head because, of course, Witten was asked about five minutes worth of questions if he would be leaving the team to go coach the Vols. Where did that story break? Tra- or what's his name? Um, Play Travis. Play Travis. Play Travis. The great country western performer. Yep. So. <laughs> and, and, what, and what uh, media venue did he use to break that story? He has a website of his own. He does. Mm-hmm. Somebody called him out for like using his phone as a camera and. Uh, yes, Stan, Bar- Stan Barrett. Yeah. Stan Barrett basically called him out for for uh, his way of. Uh, Getting out his information. Let me ask you this: Two years yes, from sir. now, two years from now, would he go for that job? It's a lot of work. I, I don't know. I I do think he wants to get into coaching. I think at some be point, a great coach. Yeah. Don't you think high school? Nah. No. Like his grandfather. I just think you know what I think. Witten. I, I don't see Witten shooting for anything other than the the, the moon. I really don't. Are, are high school hours coaching any different than college or pro? You don't have to recruit. Yeah, yeah, recruiting is yeah. the worst. Because he's made so much money. And if you're really not good, your season's over about the middle of November. Do you really want to work all those hours when you've made the money he's made? When yeah, he retires, I, I think and he's he, still going. I think he. I think this is a talk for another day, but I think he does. I'll I, just say this. I, there's been some strange stuff this season, many seasons around here. That was about the weirdest. If I would have said two years ago, sitting right here and said, hey, guys, two years from now, Tony Roma will be in the number one broadcast position with Jim Nance. CBS? CBS, would you have believed me? And Jason Witten would be the head coach at Tennessee. <laughs> well, that's not happening today, but. In well, this, it was happening yesterday. Just it, the idea that Mr. Iron Man had to sit there and say, no, I'm not going to leave the team tomorrow to go co- <laughs> coach but, my alma mater is just Absurd. But you think two years from now he would give it a thought? Okay, here's... I'm just asking. Here's the... And you would hope he thinks about this. What's yeah. the most difficult thing to do to become a college head coach when you've never coached before? Time management, for sure. Putting together a staff. Yeah. And that staff will save your butt. And he yeah. doesn't... I don't know if he has enough connections... I mean, is he going to get Tony Romo to come be his quarterback coach? Maybe. How about the OC? How about the OC? George Teague is out there. Mark Colombo, maybe your offensive line coach. Sperano. He loves Sperano. We've already had discussions. I will be leaving to Knoxville to be their social media <laughs> Get Ben Bloom to be his defensive line coach. Turner yeah. West is from that area. Turner West. You could piece of staff together, Mick. I think, you know what? Actually, you know Manning. what you should do? Don't worry about the coaching part. Just get some big names to help recruit. Yeah. Like, get Emmett Smith to walk into somebody's living oh, room. Oh, Emmett Smith's son's already getting recruited by Georgia. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've, I've seen him up close and personal. Good player. Mickey Spagnola, quality control. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Operations. <laughs> Operations SID. SID. <laughs> he just get, tells no to everyone. <laughs> ASBN, uh, nah, nah, not this week. Get away. <laughs> yeah. We ain't Regardless. got time. We're, no, we're I, working here. Let me ask you this. I don't, I, I think, I think getting a staff together would be the least of his problems. You, know, like you he, might get out coached. The thing about it is, though, he could he could lean on. I'm sorry, Tay. I'm taking time away from your. Show. No, this was fun. I, I'm I'm. <laughs> I you know I'm 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 sitting there thinking though that he there's some guys that he can lean on. Who who wouldn't want to help Jason Witten try try to put together a staff? Jason Witten could call you up. Could call up a Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Could call up Phil Fulmer, who used to be a coach at Tennessee. Could call up David. Who goes Cut- to a lot of his yeah, games. Yeah, could call up David Cutcliffe at Duke, who turned down the job. You know, he he. There's a lot of guys. I mean, he's a Tennessee guy. Yeah, so that's he, true. I mean, I'll, he, I'll say this: coaching's in his blood. Uh, we we I, talked I, about we talked about the quarterback that used to uh, that used to win the national T Martin. T Martin's kind of turned into a successful offensive coordinator. I spoke to his brother Sean. Witten yeah. for about an hour for a story I did in training camp. Oh, I thought and you were going to tell me yesterday you were tracking. No, no, I'm not tracking. Right. I was loving where you're going with this. He's yeah. the head coach now at Elizabeth and where they're from and took over for their, for their granddad. And like, it's just what they grew up on. So I, yeah, when he's done, I can definitely see it. Integrity. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Like they grew up on the John Wooden books and all the, you know, that their granddad taught them. So I could see it, but I mean, it was just crazy yesterday that he had to answer questions about, like, <laughs> are you still committed to the Cowboys for the final five games of the season? Come on. Final five games of the season? Way to think that there's no playoff chance Captain plus, the plus, captain into the January team. maybe. Huh? I said the captain of the team. Yes. Yeah. See you guys. Well, there is some real news here, guys. Of course, Jerry spoke this morning and had a very roundabout answer of Sean Lee's status. Yeah. I think you, you posted it best. Yeah, he said, uh, I think he's going to be back soon. Don't know what soon is, but back soon. Giants, I believe. Not not Thursday. Mickey Mickey said this three games ago. It was going to be hard for him to be back in 12 days. And and they just, you know, the way the schedule fell for him, unfortunately, that's what they're dealing with. You know, and he's not even out there going through a stretch. No. So Mm -mm. uh, that doesn't bode well. At least the other guys that – Everybody but Sean and LC were out there at least going through stretch. Or Durant wasn't out there either. Yeah, Durant with the concussion. Well, and I don't think he's he's not getting back in time. They're just hoping there. It's the last practice of the week. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm now, what are your na- thoughts now with LC? Oh, geez, and I wrote about him today as my matchup guy. LC? Yeah. I wrote about him as my I matchup. I think he's got a chance. They're going to wait. Because he's got two more days, right? Yeah, and I think they're, game. I think it's another one of those deals where they're just kind of treating him like Tyron and say, "Let's get you to the game." But the question was asked, and a good one from Todd Archer: He's not a seven, eight-year pro, so can he miss all week of practice and, and play? I, I don't know. You, you want? No, I, I want Lyle Collins if he can play. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's Byron Bell at right tackle for I you. Know. That that's and the that's case. how they lined up when they did their little under the bar. Yeah routine lc still young players all i'm saying if he has the experience like Tyron yeah. smith or could he sit out all week and then go on a positive note you're mentioning that zach martin was out there so yes he was he's good to go Durant yeah. was i mean uh martin was out there hitchens, hitchens was out there uh who else was uh questionable 
that was limited. Um, Switzer out there? Tyron was out there. Yeah, Switzer Switzer was out there. On the practice report yesterday. Ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, yeah, Durant's not going to make it, I don't think. It would be interesting when we do these, the inactives. I wonder if I could put Switzer on that inactive list. Well, He's you can't getting... put Darren McFadden on there. Yeah, but no, I'm. Yeah, you put Trey Williams. But Trey Williams, absolutely. I know. I was just. I know you were. I know you were. He's giving you some juice in the return game, but if he's nicked up, yeah. And you know what? And if if it comes down to it, you know we're we're hearing about all these changes in the secondary. What's Jordan Lewis's role going to be? You know, Jordan Lewis returned kicks at Michigan. Was pretty good at it. If he's nicked, he he had lined up at training camp a few times to do that as well. See, that's what I'm saying. I I just kind of wonder if if Jordan Lewis. If he doesn't have a role, a prominent role, which I think he will, I just don't think he's going to start. I don't think he's going to be your nickel starter. It's not like they're going to really shake this thing up. Mm-hmm. Just In the I, secondary? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be a different look secondary where these guys line up. It'll be okay that it's a different look. Yeah. Can't You're, keep doing the same thing. Let me thing. ask you this, though, Mickey and, and guys. I mean, if you would, indulge me on this. What moves – okay, if you had to take – if you had to just the guy – how would you play your guys you have right now? How would you line them up right now if you could in the secondary? I mean – Awuzie starting at left corner. Okay. Awuzie starts at left corner for Mickey. Rob? Yeah, that's – yeah. I mean, I, w- I want to see I think see that's him. the only thing yeah. that makes sense right now. Yeah. Okay. What about Skandrick in the slot? Does that for- do anything for you? Put him over there where he belongs. On the right corner? Yeah. <laughs> See? What I, don't, about, I don't disagree with him. Who's, you, who's, you heard me say that from training camp. If these other guys were good enough, let him do one job. Not Play both. on the outside. Then who's your slot corner? I Just throw somebody in there. Well, you're, you're covering a pretty good slot See, guy this week. They're not getting beat that badly in the slot, it seems like. Getting well, okay, the, your, options, your options then, guys, would be, would you put Anthony Brown in there? Would you feel comfortable putting him there? Brown. He's lost his job. Brown or Woods. Brown or Woods. Or Jordan Lewis. Or Jordan Lewis, yeah. I think at this point, maybe Brown. Give him a different think, type of role. Yeah, let him prove himself a little bit. He's but, had where, where he, there. He just hasn't yeah, played a lot there in his yeah, career. Yeah, Even going back to college. It's a thought. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if he's not starting, then what's his role going to be? Mickey was right about him, though, about the zone stuff. If you put him in the slot playing man, maybe you give him a chance. The thing you have to worry about is him playing hands, handsy mm-hmm. guy, you know, and holding and stuff like that. Penalties have been a big problem for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're putting him in the slot where you're exposing him and have to run all over the field, but it's better than playing him that way than playing him off coverage in zone which Mickey pointed out yesterday doesn't seem to be suits him very well. I just feel like this matchup, though, with the types of receivers they have, the quick, short area routes and the way they work in space, I'm thinking Crowder. I might rather have Skandrick in in the slot in this game and having to play both, but that's just me. Well, He, he brought up an interesting name, Woods. Would you want to put Woods over there? Well, I, he's played some of it. He's played, yeah. I mean, he they played him down. Obviously, he's better playing down and, and covering. That That's the thing I think with him. Coverage has been not a problem. There's been some other things. Tackling has not been great. Seeing some things hasn't I think been great. Seeing things. And, and yeah. I think that's difficult for a young guy to play safety and anticipate what's going to happen because he got caught 
peeking inside and the ball's going over his head. Yeah. A couple different times. You know, can't have that. Yeah. You know, everybody's such in a hurry. Oh, let's get Jeff Heath out of there. You know, we got to play these young guys. And then they go play and they get beaten. And it's like, why are we playing all these young guys? Why didn't we keep Barry Church and J.J. Wilcox? Yeah. You know, it's like everything kind of just rotates on. Well, let me People ask you this. People just want to so, see something new sometimes. Is Heath a liability? It, or, is, or I mean, I'm just saying that. Has nobody stepped up? Is Jeff Heath better as a rotational player, special teams phenom? Yeah, I I'm, think I, so. Well, we, yeah, yeah, we talked about that I mean, leading into the season. And again, I mean, we, we, you know, we, we, that's the thing maybe that me personally, I misevaluated. I mean, last year he was just looking for a spot to start, and now it's like every all eggs in the basket. What about Byron Jones? Where does Byron Jones need to play? He needs to play. He needs to play back. But, but, Back or up? Where well, where does he miss more tackles? He needs, back or up? He needs to play up. I agree with Mickey on that. Up? He, he needs to be, when they go dime, put him up close to the line of scrimmage. I agree there. Because, see, the well, problems I have, Robin, and, and just – Go ahead, and, go ahead. The problems I have, when Byron Jones with tackling, it's not when he's at the line or near the line. It's when you get him in space coming forward mm-hmm. that he that he has the problems. That's that's where I'm, I'm trying to play him in a spot where I feel like that he can maybe make plays. He again, uh, everything underneath, he could tackle. He cover tight ends. He covered tight ends. Yeah. He takes so things. So we under- just talked our way out of a single safety high position. Well, I just thought, okay, who's if if we do everything we just said, who's yeah. the single safety high? Wouzier hurt him in my opinion this season because it's forced him to play closer to the line. To me, any better suited is more of a center field type guy. And he hasn't been able to do that this season. He's well, been forced he in more of that. A little bit. A little bit. But <clears throat> he's played up more than maybe they had envisioned for him. Well, Ouzier just needed to be the left corner. Oh, you're going to get a chance in this, Mickey. You got it. Right? He you're going to see it. Get ready. But he That's, was, that's he was what playing, it should have been from the start. He's playing safety. He did never play safety in training camp. If you think back and look, he rarely ever lined I up. know that, but that's where they put him. At one point before he hurt his hamstring again. Well, yeah, because they were looking for a spot to play him, to, to see where we could play him. But if he, if all things were equal, he would have won the left cornerback spot. There you have it. I think the scouts really loved Jordan Lewis. They did. They loved Jordan Lewis. Did you they, guys get a chance to hear uh, last night's Cowboys Hour with Jordan Lewis and Orlando Skandrick? I missed that. I heard it got contentious. It was a little awkward. I mean, Skandrick is always a little bit awkward. He was throwing some bows at a young money Jeff Cavanaugh over there. But what? <laughs> Just jabs. Bows it, or arrows? Arrows. Well, he said he didn't know what he was talking about. He doesn't. Just, uh, yeah, called him a bully and different things like he that. He called Cavanaugh a bully? Yeah. Skandrick was being Skandrick. But Jordan Lewis was on there. And Jordan Lewis is a very shy guy, at least from the outside looking in. Obviously, guys are so much different in the locker room and around players and teammates. So bear with me that. But it was interesting to hear his perspective on different things as far as, like, okay, what he was asked to do. Because, you know, Skandrick's over here like, man, I didn't get to start until I was a fifth or sixth year guy. And yeah. you, you're out there, you you know, and all this stuff. And Jordan Lewis just kind of, like, takes it with what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, talking about being at the program in Michigan and how that prepared him. and Absolutely. Very yeah. correctly identified. He yes. should have said, he should have said, yeah, Michigan, we, we ain't no Boise State. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. yeah. See, this, this to me is, it's always the, it's always the chip on the shoulder bit. 
yeah. arguing with the, arguing with the guy that's interviewing with you, arguing with your teammate, you know, all this stuff like that. You know, it, that 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 act is worn very thin with me. Very thin with me. Yeah. I I, I you know what? Hey, identify when he plays well, Kansas City. I identify when he plays poorly. You can't give up plays. You're the captain. You have that C on your chest. Go make plays. Ten-year guy. And he, he hates me, and that's okay. Do you but think there's enough veteran leadership in the secondary? There, how about veterans that are playing better? Okay. How about how about veteran guys? That Fair. Say, the, the head coach told you that veteran Byron Jones is not playing very well. I was wrong about that. Coming out of training camp, thought Byron Jones was going to be on his way up. First-time Pro Bowl guy. Boom, here we go. He had a great camp. Yeah. But I'm saying, again, Skandrick, you need to be play, you need to be playing better. You know, you don't need to go in there and turn down two point conversion tackles or let a guy run 40 yards on you at, through through the defense. You know, you can be critical all you want of everything around you and people around you. And you can say, oh, I tune out all the noise. Make some plays. Nine, six interceptions in nine years. Come on. Really? Guys doing that in the first year of their league. Some of these guys yeah. make plays. Hey, don't, I agree. Talk about being a bully. <laughs> it's it's Good. always fun. It's always fun. Hey, I ain't spitting hot fire. Hot takes. I you know what? With him, I can put up with a lot of things. I mean, I put up with a lot of things, but not him. Everything is everything is you know you're on me. You're on you know no no go make plays. They put they your teammates elected you captain for what? Go make plays. So what did things get contentious about last night? <laughs> Oh, because I heard every, it was the shoes and yeah, he's getting on the was, kid about wearing Adidas shoes yeah. and all that, huh? It, and so then they were trying to move along, and it was just like it was it was just awkward, yeah, and didn't need to be. But it's always awkward. It's a uh, it's a tense time around here for sure. You look, you drop three straight. You've been outscored by sixty something points in the second half. Well, everybody's like, on edge. It's almost like whiplash. You know, you have six straight games where you're scoring 28 points. Yes, they don't win all of those games, but at least you're doing something and you're in it and you feel great. And now you're here and it's like stalemate. Like, okay, so how do we get back to whatever we were doing before? Because this isn't us. Yeah, and and for a half in all three games, the defense has played pretty well, really well against Philly. Uh, it's about finishing it. Rod Marinelli said it's got to be attention to detail. It's got to be focus for four quarters. He sees communication breakdowns at times. Sometimes it's technique. That's the secondary. That's it's it's everything. But it's so, a team game because you look at it. You listen to some of these post game locker room speeches. Man, I feel like I watch the Rams every week, and all they're saying is three phases, three phases. Yeah, they know that. They know that, but that's what I'm saying. Is sometimes like, you're just not good enough. That's 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 a. Is that where we're at? Yeah, because guys like Brian Broaddus say you're good enough coming out of training camp. You're better than this. Yeah. You are better than this. Yeah, maybe maybe the fact is maybe the coaching staff is not good enough. Maybe the players are not good enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. You know? I mean, that that's that's where you have to look at this thing. We could talk about we're afraid to make, oh, it's adjustments. And it's like, no, the real problem is, the real problem at the end of the day is they won 13 games because they played as a team and they executed well and they did what they had to do. Now they've lost games. They've been blown out in some games. It, it, it very well could be it's a combination of so many things. You lose a couple key guys. 
That shouldn't. That should not be the one thing that just paralyzes your team. Not the one thing. I'm just saying that's a factor. It is a factor, but there's a lot of teams that have lost guys. There's right. a lot of teams. Can I and point Mickey's right. Mickey's right. You you've you've got you've got to, the next man mentality plays. Maybe, here. maybe your next man is not good enough. Maybe the guy you're replacing is not good enough. Let me let me put some perspective on. Could you? Could you get yes, that and we'll put some perspective on Ezekiel Elliott missing when we come back from this break. Boom. I like <laughs> it. Teamwork. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. This is Talking Cowboys. All right, Tommy John. Woo! Cowboy loves his freedom, and Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts. With a contour pouch and fabric you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I'm already filling up the stockings with some of those uh, undershirts they make yeah. as well. And don't and fall for those th- those copycats either. No. Yeah. The socks, can't beat them. Sure. And then, guys, I know you guys were curious how Mickey is looking so swaggy today. Yes, but what is this? It's a beautiful sweatshirt <laughs> a that you can get here. at the pro shop here during Cyber Week. Oh, I like the Mickey mini helmet. is modeling, and Brian is also modeling. Yes. <laughs> got the Color Rush hat. That looks They're, fantastic. They will be it's got wearing, no color to it, but it's the Color Rush hat. They will be wearing Color Rush yeah. uniforms on Thursday. It's a nice hat. My cause, my cleats. Yeah, new era. Nice job. Thank so God much. the color rush is white, not some BS color that some of these teams wear. But those are their ugly. team colors, Mickey. Yeah, they're, they're just, ugly. They're just accentuated. Yeah. Give an example, Mickey. <laughs> white's not a color. It's not a color. Yeah. It's the absence of color. It is the absence of it's color. It's the absence. Well, then maybe that's what they need. No, absence this is nice. of color. This is really nice. Does anybody else wear all white? 
Yeah. Raiders did. The Raiders did against Kansas City. I think I in see. honor of Al Davis. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen the Raiders wear all white before. Al Davis, remember his his warm up suits? Oh, geez. All white. I interviewed with the man. Yeah. One of the most fascinating interviews I've ever had. Well, we teased it, and Mickey has some hot fire <laughs> for the Ezekiel Elliott knowledge. Of course, everyone keeps questioning. Why are the Cowboys so bad without Ezekiel Elliott? Okay, so how many games has he missed? Three. Three. How right many games now, have lost three. So his his rushing stat is still seven hundred and eighty three yards. Where does yes, that put sir. him in the ranking? He is sixth. Okay, sixth overall, but he's only a hundred and seven yards away from being second. Yeah. So let that sink into the impact he has on the Cowboys' offense. And on top of that... More facts coming at you. Straight fire. (laughs) When he left... Kind of the theme of the program today. When he left, he was second in scoring non-kickers to Todd Gurley. Yeah. Right now... He's having a pretty good year. Right now, he's third. He has 54 points. Second is 56 and he's missed three games. And, so, he, and he played a game week two where he had, what, eight carries for nine yards? Yes. So facts that, on that, facts on facts. So let two. me accentuate how much they miss his presence. If those are the numbers he posted in ten game, or eight games and no one else hardly has passed him what he's doing. So they didn't just lose a Kelly, a Thompson, whoever other running back that got hurt. They lost Ezekiel Elliott, and it's significant. Well, I just but said that, what, though, Brian got on me because you can't – it's next man up. Yeah, it is next man up. You, next man whole, up ain't Ezekiel Elliott. But this whole season, every time there was like, oh, is he going to play? And we did the lawyer talk here. He was like, well, this team is well-prepared without him. They have two 1,000-yard backs behind him. They have one now. Oh, they have, they have one. one. <laughs> I know, but that's what we heard. Yeah. But you know what a thousand yard back is? Somebody that averages seventy eight yards a game. That's a thousand yard back. It's not good enough here, though. To average seventy eight yards a game is not good enough here. Right? No. Not for and, these and, games. And, and not, for, saw, not for this offense. It's and everybody, not. everybody kept with the noble thing of yeah, next guy up, and that shouldn't matter. But then you started hearing a little tippy toeing yesterday about yeah, we've run the ball, but we haven't been as efficient, or we haven't yeah. been as effective. Well, I think they haven't run the ball in the end zone, and they haven't broken off big plays in the running game, which is the threat of Zeke. You look at the Chargers game, longest run nine, Rod Smith. Alfred Morris had a couple 20-yard runs, one against Atlanta, one against Philly. But it's that threat of the big play because the running game hasn't been bad. It's been solid. It's just that threat of he can take it to the house at any time. It was solid in 2015. Didn't matter. Right. So, yeah. It's hollow yards. Offensive line, Mick, right? I think the offensive line's got a lot to do with that. And you certainly didn't like the way the offensive line looked early in the week when three-fifths of it was missing. It looked, it looked like a preseason game. Huh? Well, yeah. you're facing potentially a fourth straight game where it's not your starting five. If, if Lyell can't go and then you got Tyron, who's been kind of fighting through things, they haven't had their lineup. So you got to adjust. Better hope Zach Martin has his wits about him. Sounded like he's going to be okay. Yeah, it did. But... Again, 
You got guys playing, not practicing. You're still dealing with Jonathan Cooper that hasn't been as consistent as you would like at left guard. And Tyron Smith is playing through that groin muscle. I'm proud of you for saying the offensive line, by the way, because a lot of people wouldn't do that. I, it's, I said it the other day. It no, is I mean, no I'm proud longer of you. the best offensive line in that, 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 that is that is That is a statement that a lot of people wouldn't make. And it, but he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. If and, you look da- at, and Dak's playing, paying the price right yeah, now. Yeah, and you know Dak's, you know, he's he's right. I mean, he's having to he's having to make some throws that he's not accustomed to making yet. Who can help him? Obviously, you are what you are at offensive. You're line. going to get him back for the Seattle game. You are what you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Seattle, that, that that guy. You have to wait. The guy in Cabo right now. That's probably you know no telling what he's doing, but. You don't he's, think he's working out? Not really, Mickey. But you know, <laughs> we'll go there. But you know, that's 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 really what he needed. That's all he needs to fix up these patches. I right think now. this whole team needs Ezekiel. There is a reason why they picked him where they picked him. Uh, that uh, that is, they picked this guy for Tony Romo to try and help the running game. They tried to help him with the offensive line. They tried to help it for transition too into whoever else they were going to play at quarterback and the defense. And because the, because what Rod they, Marinelli signed off on this. What they tried to do was replicate what DeMarco Murray did for them in 2014 as a guy because Murray did a lot of the same things in terms of ball control offense, run first, keep your defense off the field, and it worked, and they won 12 games. Yeah. But so then Zeke, all of this makes sense. Yeah. I mean, really, that's that's why we have to keep harping on 21, and it's no disrespect to the running, other running backs on this team, but he was drafted to help – Everybody on the football team. Don't you think he helped out the locker room too? And that may sound insignificant. He added some the juice. Comedic, the comedic approach. Because he was just kind of goofy, He's right? really goofy, yeah. Energy. And, 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 and I think guys looked at it. And, Jumping in the kettle. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think Witten thought that w- he was the funniest thing in the world. Right. You know, when he'd go by and see Witten doing his, day, his weekly press conference and he'd walk by and goes oh there's old man Witten talking to the media yeah you know and Witten would crack up and he would just do how remember how he used to run through the locker room like he was avoiding tacklers just goofy but it you gotta have something in this game to juice you up it's also the physical tone he sets on the field well yeah I understand that but the locker room part too yeah but that part can't be overstated because I think it pumps up the defense too there's nobody goofy in the locker room you. What, like yeah, that might be they right. They can't be goofy right now. I, yeah, mean, people... I know, but you have to. 16 games, it's hard, and things don't go right all the way. Well, then that's probably that was why one they're of, mad at the I mean, league. Serious. That was one of Michael Irvin's best attributes. If you did a poll, a, a, a secret poll in the locker room, would you say that's their biggest problem? If the players, if you gave a secret poll to the players, would you think that would see? Would they, be their... they, like they miss his presence? Yeah. Give, give me one reason why. The team has done what it's on this year. Would it be? Do you think he would be ninety percent of the players would say he's, if they were like honest and it was anonymous? Yeah, no, it's poll. anonymous poll. Do you think? I don't know. Those guys got some egos in there, and that's all fair because they're NFL players. They may say uh, it's distractions off the field. I'm not going to say another what, man's what name. What distractions? Oh, Mickey. What distractions? Anthem, Jerry, Zeke. Well, the anthem was their own. The anthem never became a distraction. It did it for one game and they won it. Witten to Tennessee. There were three weeks. <laughs> yeah, Witten to Tennessee. Three weeks of 
Jerry Jones closed door meeting. What does this mean? How b- or is the team against it's Coach Gary? And they won. It's amazing that one player would affect the outcome of really your whole season. But that's that's what I said yesterday. Like, can you think of a player ever? Michael Irvin, nineteen ninety wasn't a quarterback. Really, nineteen ninety nine. Emmitt Smith, though, yeah, when he went down, that, that, that was, was it. That, that was the end of the Cowboys. We're talking we were, a team yeah, that first was year. ten and six the year before. That's right. That's absolutely. won the division. And then three and zero to start the season. That's absolutely. And right. then they finished eight and eight. We were never the JJ same. JJ Watt for the Texans. JJ yeah. Watt for the Texans. I mean, they could or be Deshaun Watson. It could be well, Deshaun Watson. Like in past yeah. years, you know, when, yeah. when they've been kind of rolling, and then Watt goes down. Well, look what happened with the Raiders last year in the playoffs when Derek Carr went down. I mean, the Raiders are rolling along, and they go play in Houston, and they have no quarterback. Well, they have si- to start the quarterback, and yeah, but other, Rogers, than a, other, other than a quarterback, because yeah. we're seeing with Rodgers this year when Peyton Manning got hurt in Indy. They cratered, went one in fifteen right. without him. Same team besides him, but not a quarterback who has his ball in his hands every time. I, it's look rare. At, look what happened it's, in in '96 when Michael got suspended for the first was it four or six games? Is that where you go back to with like the emotional leadership yeah. type thing? He was, he, yeah, and he wasn't in the locker room. Yeah, you know, or go back and look, and you know, they were dragging until he signed right before the start of the. 93, there was still an awkward... 92 or 93 season. I can't remember. And I'll never forget Michael showing up after he finally signed like a Thursday before the season opener. And then Friday, he got in the locker room totally undressed and walked from one end to the other yelling to everybody, did you miss seeing this body? You know, and everybody cracked up yeah. and it was like back to old times. Right. Well, that was after his suspension. I felt like there was some awkwardness. When Zeke was still there, and a lot of people didn't know. I mean, there were days that you'd be in the locker room, and the media couldn't talk to him, even though he was right there. So they won, though, Taylor. They won. They didn't start losing until he left. They lost to the Packers. Well, but they were competitive. Rams, absolutely. They were competitive. They were five and three. They they haven't won a game since. Yeah, the only game (laughs) with that there was no competition feeling was the Broncos game. And he was in it. And I looked it up, by the way. There's, they're, they're the only team this season to go three straight games with single-digit points. There's not another team in the league that's done that. There's been a, a two or three that it's been two games in a row. Not or even ma- the Browns? Not even the Browns. And that's that's why I say they are they are better than that. They have more t- – I know what you're saying, Brian. you got to second-guess everything at this point, personnel and stuff. But they they still have talent on, on this offense. They can get to 10 points. They can do it. I think they're going to do it Thursday. I believe. I believe it. It's hard watching this offense play. It's awkward. It's it like, is very hard. It reminds me. My, it reminds me of my years when I was on the scouting department here in the early two thousands, where you're just every 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 third down was just a hold your breath play. You know, there's just no no rhythm to what you're how you're moving the football. And that's the way defenses are playing. They're saying if you're going to beat me, you're going to drive eighty yards in fourteen plays. Right. We ain't giving you anything big. Yeah. Because we don't think you can you can and. hurt us. At some point, you will implode. And every time the Cowboys have had problems offensively, that's what teams have done when they haven't had somebody to threaten them. And that's where you go back to your column yesterday about, and I read it, chunk plays, that's the lifeblood of this league, right? I mean, that, that's the difference in it in the L.A. game. They had eight of 20-plus passing yards. Cowboys, I think, have like two or they three in one. three games. Yeah. You know, they've just got to get the ball down the field. Good luck if you can't protect. And yeah, that's a, see, and that's, that's, see, that's why it all goes together. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if, if all of a sudden it turns into 
Ryan Kerrigan and, and Preston Smith screaming off the corner. Good luck with that. You and know, very if, well easily could. Yeah, if you, you know, they're they're not going to respect you running the football. They're really not. And then you're forced to throw everything underneath, and yeah. you're just going plodding along. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. And then if you get a penalty. Yeah, then you're you, dead. You can't. First and 20. It's bad enough that they can't overcome a, a legal motion penalty. Five extra yards. You know? Usually with Zeke, it was like, okay, we'll get the five yeah, back on this carries. carry. And then yeah. second down, okay, now we'll run it again. And now it's second and four, or third and four. And now you have a you know, manageable down a distance. It's, it's very similar to 2015 without – Romo, where it just it's such a effort to get down the field yeah with without him and now without Zeke yeah and and, and with and compromising your protection too and no I agree with you Mickey completely I, I don't know if it if you felt that I do agree I think there's an energy missing from this team and I think you make a great point with the locker room the making the light heartedness of it because it is a 16 game season they've been in training camp since July yeah and here you are November and you're frustrated and you're mad and you you've seen these people way more than your family and friends you have to have that spark and I think you're you're true Mickey in the sense that Zeke brought that and and you could laugh at him but the thing I think you're right too because there have been guys that I've seen that have been goofy and funny but they weren't great players Ezekiel is a great player and Michael Irvin is a great player so you see these guys being goofy and you're like that's cool because on Sunday that guy's going to show up and he's going to be a dominant force. And the other team is afraid of that guy, but I got him in my locker room. So I I think you're very true. I I think they're missing that. I think they're missing the, come on guys. There's like, you keep saying they're better than this. And you just want to be like, man, we're not losing anymore. It seems like they're a team that is expecting the worst. You you got to, you got to shake yourself out of that. Yeah. It just seems like that they're always expecting the worst now, and that's and that is a problem. That's that, but that's on the coaching staff to shake them out of that. If that's indeed the way they're feeling, that's why. And Marinelli spoke to it. We got to teach them during the week, feel comfortable, play fast, all those things. I mean, that's yeah. That comes down to the work week and how to shake them out of that. Yep. Uh, well, we'll take our final break here. Hey, we promise we have more stuff for you. No, we'll, we'll be nice. We're all nice to each other. We all love each other. So we'll be right back after this final break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it. And your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is talking cowboys do you know why papa john's pizza tastes so great oh it's the ingredients like the veggies never frozen and the pepperoni 100 percent pork and beef and when you have better ingredients you have better pizza and it's papa john's Woo. and something that always cheers us up here and brings all the energy for us is rob's twitter poll I don't know if this one will because it's about improvements and adjustments and how the Cowboys can jumpstart the rest of the season. Got four options. Which area do they need to improve the most? Coaching was not one of them. I think the fans weren't happy with that. Sure. It all goes, hey, coaching goes into all four of these answers. You got to coach them up. Coach, you got to have a write in. (laughs) Yeah. Got them, coach. You can write it in if you want, Mick. Number one, pass defense. We talked about the secondary in the first segment. Passing game with Dak, getting things going down the field. Pass rush. Demarcus Lawrence said, I got to get to the quarterback quicker. Or the running game without Ezekiel Elliott, which is the biggest area they've got to improve to get a win on Thursday. Of those four. Yeah. I know what I voted for. I voted for the pass defense. I don't think you can go into a game and give up another 500 yards. I mean, and Mickey said they, they got 500 yards on 22 points on 500 yards, basically, but. I mean, 22 points would have been enough to win the game, too. So I, I just don't think you can give up a bunch of huge plays. I don't think you can give up a bunch of plays on third down. You know, maybe the, maybe the offense will figure things out. Maybe they will get some protection. Maybe the running game will open up some things. Maybe Dak will find a, you know some shots down the field with Dez. Dez tends to play better against these guys. But, you know, I, I think that if, you, if you're you – know, th- there's a reason why they're, they're all the competition is in the secondary. For positions, they feel like their pass defense isn't good enough. That's a great point. Pass rush. They've had one sack in these three losses. Haven't gotten quarterbacks on the ground. And I think that would help out the pass defense if you get some pressure up front. Because if you look at what they had done, I believe it was the previous four games, they had 15 sacks. They got one. Yeah. One in three games. Yeah. Been a problem. That's a problem. No doubt. And Mickey's right, because even though he was a little salty, Skandrick made a really good point last night when he was talking about it, and he said, man, I had it so easy my first few years as a Cowboy because I had an excellent pass rush. He said there wasn't even time for the quarterback to get the ball back in my area because they were already on the ground. Yeah, Makes a huge difference for the entire team. Juice? Everyone gets juiced yeah. up on a big-time yeah. sack. I think his rookie year, they led the league in sacks, 2008. I think they had almost 60, 60 hey, sacks. Hey, yeah, he was on a top-five defense, no doubt. But and only went 9-7. and seven. Yeah. 
thanks to their backup quarterback. Imagine that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah, I think that goes hand in hand. If you have just that dominating front seven that nobody can get past. So are you voting for the pass rush? I'm voting for just defensive line because I miss Sean Lee a lot too. I know we've talked at exhaust about how much Ezekiel Elliott is missing from this team, but Sean Lee's a guy you look to and you're like, I don't want to let him down, even though he's still on that sideline. Yeah. So I'm going to go hold D-line. I know that's not on there. No. I'm saying right in. <laughs> right in for Tay. Okay. 52% say passing game with Dak, with the receivers down the field. Pass defense, 26%, followed by the run game at 15%. Well, then, you could say all of the above. And you needed to write in offensive line. Yeah. The, the thing about it is, it's funny when they play the Redskins, the Redskins put up huge numbers. But don't, but they never don't, win. They don't score points. But they don't win. Yeah, yeah, that's been the problem. And they put up some, and maybe they'll do it again. And they've got as many injury problems. Yeah, there's where your pass rush has a chance. They've got so eleven like, guys. Quanjo and you know guys like that. I wrote about them. You know, yeah, this, you know, uh, you know Malik, Malik Collins. Collins. Malik Collins. You know, here's another guy I talked about, potential first time Pro Bowl type player. Could be up there in the sack numbers. Maybe this is a game where he gets one and a half or two. Going against a guy, you know, a backup guy. They've got 11 guys that are listed as limited or did not practice. Of the 11, five didn't practice. And one, two, three, four, five are offensive linemen. Yeah. They're still dealing with Trent Williams' knee, Brandon Scherf knee. He played last week against the he Giants. He was limited yeah. in practice, yeah. but he played. Chase Rulier. Uh, yes. The, the he didn't practice. Center, yeah. he Bergstrom, did Bergstrom practice. played the Giants game at center. And then Naseki. Uh, limited. He was starting right tackle. With his his yeah. core muscle, and then Morgan Moses, another tackle, was limited. And he's got three things: knee, ankle, and ankle. They've put 15 players on IR this year. I think the 49ers got the most at 20. I think mm. it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, if you can, hey, it's another one of those games where can you affect Kirk Cousins throwing the ball? That helps the pass defense if you can surely get the pressure you guys are wanting. They were able to do that in the game you know, when they played last time. They were able to affect the way. I don't see the Redskins trying to run the football at all, to be honest with you. Hey, the Giants affected him. He got sacked six times on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Janoris Jenkins with a pick six. So, I mean, yeah, you got you to pressure him. The Cowboys need takeaways. I talked about it on the blueprint. They're minus six during this three-game losing streak. And a lot of that's on Dak. I mean, he can't, can't turn the ball over. But they've the, tur- the turnovers were coming in bunches for this defense before this three-game losing streak and I don't know if how much of it is defense offenses they, they're you know they can play a little closer to the chest when they've got the lead you know not take as many chances but well, thanks for doing that Rob appreciate it let's get to way to go Rob we're all friends here uh, it's funny because Sarcasm but but but, but the fan guy. the fans all thought though it was throwing the football yeah I'm they're, surprised they're worried more about Dak and and Dez that seems to be the big thing yeah. because because Romo Romo and Dez, that relationship. Now, I saw a now tweet you're starting. Like Laurent Robinson was an elite receiver when yeah. he had Romo, and yeah. you're going to waste Dez Bryant's prime. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's Elvis in Midland is on the line. What is your question, Elvis? Uh, just a couple of quick comments, and I'll get out of here. Thumbs up to Chris Jones. Unfortunately, best player on the field right now. Sure. Unfortunately, I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs down to the entire defensive scheme. I feel like it's too simple, and the players aren't good enough to to compete with it. One and two, I agree with you on. In addition, it, you guys just happen to be talking about Skandrick, but I've been trying to call for a few weeks. 
I'm just a guy sitting on my couch, but Skandrick does not want to tackle. Uh, he's scared of or doesn't want to hit, and if he does, he's hurt. It seems like he makes a tackle one out of about 20. So for this guy to be a captain and to be barking at other people, I think he needs to look in the mirror because I see, I see fear out there. Uh, last thing, I think Garrett has two winning seasons when he's the full-time head coach, and I know it's hard for you guys to work there and call for his job, but I think the fans are tired of it. And restless. The water is dirty. It's time for to throw him out. Thank you. Thank you. Concise. So you said one of two, Brian. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. you're agreeing with the Chris Jones analysis. No, no. I, one of two. Of, he was talking about the uh, about the defense and the Marinelli scheme. I think the scheme is still viable. I think that they're just not playing very well in it. You know. And I think. I mean, that, did he see how many times they tried blitzing? Yeah, they they, and they didn't get there. They're trying to get guys home. I mean, they're, they're try, they were trying to affect the way the Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers has only been sacked twelve times coming into that game, and so yeah, it was going to be difficult. But they tried to affect him. They couldn't get they couldn't get anybody home. Or they, they or they blitz Scandrick off the edge, and Rivers knows it's coming, and he yeah. does what he's done his whole career. He said, oh, "So what?" Hangs I'll throw it, it to that side. Yeah, hangs in there, takes the hit, makes a big play down the field. But the ball did come out quicker. From, from you know, the one thing, though, game. and his final point about the head coaching situation is the, the, the owner, general manager, he gives us a lot of leeway on, this, on, this, on our platforms to say what we want to say. I mean, I should have been gone a long time ago if that wasn't the case. So I'll disagree with him on that point. That, you know, if he, that's how he feels, that's how he feels. But, you know, I, 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 I think Mickey's made some great points here the last few days about the offensive line and the overall talent level. And that, that I look on myself in evaluation. You know, that, when you look at your team and you say, are we good enough? Can we withstand injury? Can we protect ourselves? You know, they, they haven't. They haven't played well enough. And maybe that could say, it, the, you know, you needed the runner, you needed the quarterback, you needed a lot of things to happen to win 13 games last year. But, you know, you're not doing that this year. I often wonder why when people accuse us of that. Yeah. Why do they listen? Or why do they read on Twitter? Yeah. If if they don't like our opinions, why do you? I wouldn't follow no, I, somebody. I don't think he. I don't think he's questioning our opinion. I think he was saying it was difficult for us to have to make that call. Well, then he doesn't listen enough. Then that 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 that's my disagreement there. But I thought his points were were valid in a lot of areas. I yes. Really Fans are th- frustrated. They should be frustrated. <laughs> you know? Hey, we were just talking about college coaches. I would never want to be a college coach because you talk about fans getting restless in about five seconds. Heck, Sumlin had, what, winning seasons every year he was there? Yeah. Bye-bye. He yeah. took the program to a different height, and now it's not good enough. And you so, know, yeah. this is what I learned. I learned this from John Gruden. You know, I asked John, I go, this after he got fired at Tampa. And I say, man, I'm sorry. He goes, don't feel sorry for me. I say, why? I mean, you, you, know, you lost your job. He's that guy's got to pay me $15 million. Yeah, they get these buyouts that are real nice. Now, now, not every coach gets that, but Coach Summerlin in 60 days, now 58 days, Rob's University has got to come up with $10.4 million. Yeah. So, you know, there's. I still feel bad for him, but that's yeah, more I know than what you're salary, yeah, so. But no, but think, but you know, that's why some of these coaches you see them, I and when the pressure starts to happen and they, and they get these smile on their face and they're kind of like, you know what? If you fire me, you got to pay me. And so. I learned that from John Gruden. But yeah, there's some assistant. Now, the support people don't make $15 million. But, you know, and if coaches' lives get affected, but the way that day and age of this of way athletics are nowadays, if you get let go, 
and you're and you're a head coach, you're well compensated for getting letting go. Would you retire? Absolutely. Somebody handed you ten point four million dollars in fifty eight days. But it's you, a spirit of competition. You guys can call me at the lake if you need me. I'm gone. Costa Rica. Yeah, maybe the bars opened up. You guys come on down and have some cold beers. Maybe that, maybe that was Jason Witten's plan. Go there, get fired, and then make a ton of money yeah. the next two years. You guys yeah. come down. We'll have some conch chowder. I'm, we'll, I'm, do, we'll do it upright. Yeah, I'm moving to Italy. Yeah, exactly. I'll see you there, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> so Gruden said it so – I'm like, man, I'm really sorry. He goes, what are you sorry about? He goes, Glazer owes me $15 And I'm on Monday Night Football now. Yeah. Just living the life. Yeah. Hey, he's going to get a villa in Tuscany right next to you. Yeah, and, and – and, but, but what what – Brian said is what people don't think about. Yeah. It's not just Sumlin getting fired. Yeah. It's a tire coaching staff. Sure. It's support staff. Sure. And these people ain't making that kind of no, money. No, they're not. And that's they're who, out of job. That's who you feel sorry for. And don't, they got yeah. to move. Don't yeah. get me started. That's what you feel sorry for. The Aggies. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I, the guy, Mike Riley. Mike Riley is one of the nicest men I've ever been around in my life. Absolutely. And, and in Nebraska, making $175,000 a month for the next three years. I'd be with Mickey in Italy. <laughs> be just I would have a fun. hell of a wine cellar. I was just getting ready to say that. I would yeah. try every wine they yeah. had. Yeah. He's trying you some me, wine right now. You need me. You need me to be like. Uh, you need me to write for the paper part time. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll cover football for you. They got, they got uh, a might, connection might, in Lake Como. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might, yeah, you might need some. Does that? Does everybody ever, you ever heard of anybody in Italy getting arrested for a DWI? Never. They walk everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, you walk. You walk. Or you get on one of those boats, right? Get on a boat. Or a train. Get on a boat. Yeah. Fun fact you got there. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's kind of a bad way to look at it. I don't know, Mickey. You need to go see if we can go get a DWI there in Italy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. No, I would not (laughs) drive. The way those people drive, you couldn't get me behind the wheel. They do. Or my Vespa. Mickey would get hit by Vespa on the bike. Uh, well, guys, on the bright I'm the side, the only guy here's been in jail. The Cowboys <laughs> can win the NFC East still, and how can they do it, Rob? <laughs> Tell us. You have that stat. We have. The yeah, stat. I do. They Does can Philadelphia win. You have to lose every game. They can yep. win their last five games in a row, and the Eagles can go 0 for five in the last five games of the season. And so, the Cowboys come out on top. Lloyd Christmas. Playoffs. Lloyd Christmas, Kent. What, what's the Eagles' record now? 10, 10 and 1. Well, see you later. Saying there's a chance. So they could go 10 and 6. Yeah. yeah. And the Cowboys would go 10 and You'd 6. You'd have to win the last game. But you have to beat them. Well, yeah. they have to lose it if yeah. they're going to lose yeah. them all. Yeah, that's right. They're looking. There at- you have it. <laughs> it's there's still hope, out there. optimism, and excitement. Okay, so here. as far as the in the hunt, you're at the bottom of the pole, right? You're in the bottom. Oh, of, yeah. You're five and six. You're with the Packers, right? You lose to the, the Packers, the Redskins. Your- okay, your Packers, Redskins. I can't keep them all there. But- Cowboys. Yeah, okay. So you're at the bottom of that thing. So who ahead of you? The only the only chance you've got somebody else is five and six Arizona I think yes the only chance you have then is that you would have to have you win all your games but you'd have to beat you'd have to beat Seattle because they're they're a seven and four team right they're they're actually a playoff but team. you would have to beat them to win all your games right yeah and you'd have to beat the or you'd have to get ahead of the Lions they would have to lose and some of these teams probably are going to play each other right some That's of these wild card hopefuls so yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're not Rams, out of it yet. Rams and Seattle have to play. Um, Carolina and the Philadelphia States. has yeah. to play Seattle. Yeah. Um, this weekend at Seattle. Right. At Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Legion of Boom, no longer a booming. It's that third place schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop. 
No, this is actually NFC playing the NFC West. Yes, I know. Yes, Mickey, gosh. Talking. Okay. First place schedule. No. Well, they got the Bears and they got Carolina. So that Carolina wasn't work out for us, much, a, much of a break. How about the third place schedule you might get next year? Green Bay, third place, air quotes. You know? Aaron Rodgers back for <laughs> right, the right, triumphant right. return. Winning. Maybe opening day. <laughs> no, it'll be the Giants at home. Just. So what, what what division do they have next year? The, the South? Souths. We get to go to New Orleans? Uh, no, we here. were last Oh. No. oh. Mickey's sad. Let's go to Houston, Mickey. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Quick road trip. How about that? Yeah. And we get to go to Indy. Indy's another one. In, now, Indy's not bad. I love Indy. I love the combine. If we can, Kent loves the combine, right? Kent? If you can stay downtown. Oh, yeah. And where else? Weber Grill. Weber Grill. We get to go to the AFC South, so you're going to get to. We go. got Tennessee at home, I believe, because we played there. Yep. Tennessee at home. Tennessee here. Yes, yeah, so you got Tennessee at home, and then you also went to Jacksonville. You played in London, so you're going to get Jacksonville at home. In London? No, no. Oh, here, here. Maybe in London. <laughs> they haven't announced those games, right, Brian? No, we. You need- better text me the moment that you find out. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't go on road trips anymore. Maybe I have to jump back in on that one. So, oh, Ryan's yeah. doing a special thing here. When those teams, when those teams like trade off a home game to play in London, do they get the money in London? Yes. As a home game. Yes, they do. And then they just share it with the visiting. Right. Team. Did Jerry ever do that? Would he would he sacrifice a home game and go to London? Well, you're not really sacrificing it from a financial standpoint. To get a Super Bowl, would he do it? Yeah. To get a to get the draft, to get the draft, would he do it? I mean, if you're hosting the game, it it's your prob- game. It would probably be a game where that was going to be scheduled at 325, and he's sick of answering the questions about the sun. So he's like, hell, let's go to London. It'll be yes, cloudy there. Did you announce that the Cowboys game got moved? Did you announce that? Well, yes, the Cowboys game got flexed. Now Mickey will have to be home sooner to be back here. <laughs> Told me I was getting soft. He wants all 730 kicks. And you like that? You get to, you get to get home early, Mickey. One Especially night. that's the probably that's the longest trip. That's the longest long flight other than Philadelphia, New England. England. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll make sure you guys have a bottle of champagne on that flight home from uh, Yeah New Year's Very Eve. Very thoughtful of you. I will. I'll okay. make sure that. No, 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 no. This is New York. Two weeks from now. No, no. Philadelphia. No, he's in, talking in the Philly. New Year's Eve. You're coming home. But that's a noon game. Yeah, that's a noon game. Still, you need a bottle of champagne on the plane home. Yeah, let's start it early, big guy. Don't, don't be saying that. The TSA might be listening. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mickey doesn't drink on the plane. That's right. <laughs> Mickey is such a great person. I do, and, and I don't. You don't. Yeah. You shouldn't. Shouldn't drink. Yeah. Nope. Well, guys, it's been a even fun when it was available. Today. <laughs> And we avoided to talk about everything because we we're the DallasCowboys.com crew. We'll have another show for you tomorrow. Stay tuned for the time because yeah. it's a Saturday here in the Cowboys world. So we will be back on air tomorrow. Thank you, guys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!